Hey, welcome to another episode of Tales Over Coffee. Today I'm joined by a singer and creative, and also a friend called Chris. So, he's hey. sometimes a pain, I think. <laughs> How's it yeah, going? Yeah, great. Um, we're drinking, what are you drinking? I'm having a square mile flat white this morning. Square mile flat white. Yeah. I'm having a square mile espresso. We're at, a um, double espresso. Double, double espresso. <laughs> um, we're at Bear Brew in Wanstead. That's right. My hometown. That's perfect. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of, it's great to have a bit of a chat about your creative side, but also, um, you know, your kind of coffee side. Um, your thoughts on the specialised coffee culture and that kind of thing as well. Cool, man. Awesome. So, what, um, when did you first start drinking coffee? Like, mm. Wow. Um, unfortunately, I was one of those guys that um, started to really get into coffee for its caffeine benefits rather than its taste when I was at uni. And um, I was pulling all-nighters and having to study loads and hours and stuff. So it was more for, and it was just the awful instant stuff. It was like granules and not speciality stuff. And then I started to develop a taste for it when I moved back to London when I was 21. It's an amazing coffee shops, um, Clinton and Sons. Love, it's fantastic. And then um, started to get into espresso. Yeah, espresso and drip and filters and all that other kind of stuff. And then um, never looked back, so yeah. Um, cool. London is a great place for coffee, so uh, mm. the minute I came back from uni down to London, it was all about, about the coffee. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you have a preference now? Are you more of a like flat white guy, or do you, you know, Jeff? Um, um, depends what kind of mood I'm in. If I'm a bit hungover like I am today, I need something a bit more gentle on the stomach. So uh, flat white, flat white's <laughs> the one for me with a bit, little bit of milk in it. That's good. Um, if I just want the taste of coffee, if I really crave something that's quite pure, like a filter. The mm. whole way, man. Just a long filter, it's great. Black yeah. as well, no no sugar, no milk. I'm a, I'm a pretty purist kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that. That's good. I guess, well, this, this is, for those listening, this is the first um, guest that has been on. Um, he doesn't necessarily work in coffee. Um, like, there's been a couple, but I, I, my perception of you is that you're incredibly creative. And there's oh, been thanks, a, man. I'm really interested in this mar- marriage between creativity and the, the coffee industry. It's kind of like a, there seems to be a lot of creatives who start working coffee and need want to um, fulfil their, their more creative side, like yeah, their artists. Or, so, what advice, I guess, would you give to anyone who? Wow, um, it's pretty funny because um, a couple of different things. I think a lot of great conversations with me and other creatives have happened in coffee shops. So I think, you know, when I've met other songwriters or musicians or other creatives, um, we bounce around ideas in a coffee shop. It's just a great background for those those things to come up. And, and it seems to be one of those places you can open up to people, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. Don't know whether it's just... I think in a, in a bar, it gets kind of quite... You know, it's at night time and there's booze flowing, it's loud and it's rowdy. At a coffee shop in the day, it's so relaxed. And you kind of feel it's the perfect springboard for you know things to happen like that. So yeah, that's, that's kind of that's kind of cool. Nice. Um, the other thing is, boss, um, people, sorry, people that work in coffee shops tend to be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They all tend to come from different backgrounds, different skill sets. You know, they've got like 
some people might be photographers, some people might be painters, some people might be costume designers, you know, and it's like, and it's one of those jobs which is really cool, like, um, I've worked in coffee shops serving like food and cake, I never quite got around to the coffee and coffee training yet, um, mm. but it's kind of one of those jobs that offers the flexibility to be quite creative as well. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a really cool place to kind of be, yeah. To kind of foster creativity and hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. That's brilliant. Definitely, man. Um, and then I also think caffeine itself is always good for stimulating ideas, you know. <laughs> if you're feeling a bit, um, you know, a bit fuzzy-headed from a hangover the night before, or you're, you know, not thinking quite, you've got a bit of a foggy head, by the end of a cup of coffee, I'm usually feeling a lot better, I'm a lot more creative. That's cool. <laughs> Were there, so I should mention Sands of Time. Oh, it just been just been released today. Today, yeah. that's, that's good. Good timing for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Very good timing. It's I listen. It's, yeah, fantastic. Just um, my usual. You know, I, I tend to like the edgy, more you know, kind of um, how to say it, obscure kind of track. For this, the vocal on this one was just you know, kind of took me by surprise. Oh wow! Thanks. Man. Yeah. Much appreciated. It's good. Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad you liked it. I think it's one of those tracks that, as you said, it's not like cutting edge or kind of really modern. And I kind of wanted to go for a bit more of a a, a kind of soulful sound on it, mm. I guess. And um, yeah, to me, it's just important that the music. If you're a music or, or a musician, it can be you can do anything. You can play guitar amazingly. You can write songs. You can sing. And for me, it's just I love to sing. So it's just putting out something that. That kind of showcased the vocal for me in the songwriting. Brilliant. So, yeah, I'm glad you liked it, man. Yeah, man. It was, um, <laughs> it's been deep, very like soul. Uh, definitely soul for you. Yeah. Oh, cheers. So, yeah. Um, that's where my influences come from. Like all those, all those kind of 60s and 70s soulful singers, <laughs> yeah. and then obviously now you've got your Adele's and Sam Smiths and stuff. So for sure. I'm kind of just yeah, I love them. So yeah. if any of those influences come through, then that's that's awesome, you know. Yeah. So um, when you're performing, what um, what goes through your head? Like, is it is it oh, wow. very much in the moment, or are you? Got a few different things. Usually, the minute before I go on stage, I'm like, crap, I need to go for a wee, <laughs> um, breathe. Um, I have a I have a slight fear of like I'm gonna forget the words I'm gonna mess everything up or something's gonna go horrifically wrong. Um, but then once I'm on stage, I'm very weirdly calm because I kind of feel all you need to do is just be very present. It needs to be completely in the moment. And people don't want to see something that's over rehearsed or going through the motions. They want they want something real. They want something live. They want something now, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good. So I just try to. I try to get as much out of my head as possible and just really just really connect with the words and the lyrics, man. Yeah, and, so, and, and sing, just sing from the heart. Uh, that's literally it, you know? So, um, wow, yeah, uh, if you're ever in London and, you know, um, just go on my Facebook page, it's Priz, and check out if there's any gigs or anything going on. Because I play, play a few bits, you know, a fair few bits around London. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow, that's, that's cool. That's yeah, man. Where, where's the best... Um, kind of gig experience you've had or oh my gosh they vary um, yeah. I've done I've done gigs my, some of my favourite gigs have been in mates living rooms man like at house parties or unexpectedly just someone's got a guitar and we get up and we just sing and, and it, it's just vibey you know it's lit and just people are loving it and then 
doing our little festivals or tiny little side stages to a few hundred people and that's always really fun as well but I'm actually one of those singers that um, I like to see people in the audience I like to see faces and mm. I like to see people reacting to the music so then I feel I bounce off of that a lot you know when it's a conversation any, anything creative is a conversation if it's art if it's a book you're writing if whatever mm. you know um and for me, I think the thing about performance and about music is that um, you're immediately creating an experience there with the audience. So if I can see them and, you know, see what their, see what their faces look like, it's usually a good thing. <laughs> as long as they're not looking, you know, really pissed off with their hands folded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Awesome. Um, so I studied music, but I didn't, I didn't actually graduate. Yeah, and I, I and you produce stuff and yeah, played in bands. But, and but finding that the why or that purpose was tricky for me. I think I saw I saw the creating part as a bit separate to me. I don't know if that right. was in you know I don't know if that was you can relate to that. Um, but I think that's why I couldn't finish anything because it wasn't it was like that were well, not part of me. If that makes sense. So that's maybe. So, you know, music something I want to return to, um, but it was challenging to 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 produce and create without without that a feeling of this is this is me. And what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, man. yeah, man. Yeah. I feel that I've been um, I've been writing for years. I've been like toying with ideas and even just sketching stuff and and writing half songs and not finishing them, almost putting stuff out and then thinking it's not good enough and all that kind of stuff for ages. Um, and I feel, kind of feel the thing that you always want to do as an artist or a, or a creative is just make sure you're telling the story you want to tell. Um, and that's getting to the people in the way that, that you, you believe the way it should be framed and, and how they should be perceiving it. Um, I, yeah. I'm so bad at starting songs and not finishing them, but then you get an instinct. I just try and feel the instinct, mm -hmm. and um, which is about things you should finish, things you shouldn't finish. Um, mm -hmm. You kind of know as well. I think if you're writing a lot, uh, you know, if you're if you're writing a few songs a week or a few songs a day or whatever, have a crazy feeling. You get an instinct pretty quickly whether this is a song you want to finish or work on or not. That's cool. And you just have to start kind of. What I always think is is easier is just to is to try and finish the song as quick as possible, sit on it a bit, reflect on it, listen to it in different places, and, you know, tinker with it a little bit, but I try not to stray too far from the original thought, like where I was when I was writing the song, or the emotion I was feeling when I was writing that song. Mm -hmm. And then I try to get myself back into that, um, back in that mindset, back into my, where my feet were, back into what I was going through, back into where my head was at. And then to try and do as much justice to that instinct, to that feeling. Um, songs are mad, man. They just people ask about songwriting and stuff, and I look at other people and other songwriters, and it's different every time. Hmm. So this kind of relates to coffee in some ways. So the roaster at Perky Blenders is called uh, well, we call him Captain Decaf, but his real name is Pepe. Strong name, Pepe. Pepe, yeah. I like that. Pepe. So he's great, um, and he says like. You know, roasting coffee is like creating music. It's kind of right. very subjective. Um, it's about flavour and artistry as well as the scientific side. Um, but I'm, I think I'm 
now getting more into the scientific side of coffee. That's cool. So it's like, is is does that relate with music? Is there more of an artistic side or is there more scientific? Absolutely. Yeah. You get kind of people that are technical whiskers behind a computer and are just like the kind of they know exactly where a certain sound is sourced from, like a sample. They know exactly the kind of a pattern of a drum kick or a beat. And they're incredibly technical. They can use all the software, the Logic Pro, and like Ableton and all that kind of stuff. And and I think I've definitely got an ability to be able to do that. But I love the the artistry side, the storytelling. Mm. That's me as a person, as an artist. And um, you've got to have those things working together, man. You can't have one without the other. Mm. They say music, you know, it's like it's the art meets the maths, right? Mm. And you can't just have one or the other, you've got to have both mm. things for it to work, I think. That's why I love to work with producers or, um, or recording engineers or writers that are really technical. And I bring like a completely different feel to it, which is That's really, cool. you know? And I, I don't, yeah. but it's definitely the same with Coffee Man as well. And I think, um, I, I think the more interested you are in how things are put together and quality, Mm. You kind of want to be surrounded by things that are beautifully designed and are well thought through. And yeah. Have a lot of care put into them, right? Yes. So, like, I know a lot of artists and singers and technicians and creative people who work on both sides, the technical side and the art side, who love, you know, great coffee. Coffee yeah. that's beautifully made and, and um, well yeah. sourced. Because yeah. I think, obviously, I, I would love it if we could uh, go into a recording studio for coffee <laughs> spend like you know a week producing the best coffee like imagine that right that would be really cool man that's a yeah. good idea you should, you should float that <laughs> which is obviously so many you have to make a lot more copies to uh, uh, you know sell get, move, move the product right a lot um, of really good recording studios have um so excellent coffee with them. Oh really? They go. I think they're pretty much good. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the it's actually especially actually on both sides the technical and the and the art arty side they really appreciate coffee man. They drink it all the time. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Going. yeah. It seems to be. I was reading actually slightly different tangent, but I was reading an article from William who was on the podcast episode um, a few weeks ago. Nice. He was, he was, he's like an entrepreneur. He's opened a co-working space in Lincoln. Um, and he's so oh, cool. Fan. Yeah, he's such a cool guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan boy. <laughs> but no, it's great. Um, um, anyway, yeah, he was saying how the culture of the the business is so important. And I think this is something that music is almost it's tangible. Mm. It's part of it, isn't it? The culture is the music almost. Absolutely. So that I think that gives studios something. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like music is made in a slice of time and reflects what's going on in the world around it all the time, right? And whether that's in the choice of instruments, how you play the style, the choice of lyric, how you sing, it's like it, you're, you're writing a book, you know, you're painting a picture. And I feel that with coffee shops, you know, they're spaces. Mm. And you just fill it with with what with you, and it, it works willing on what you choose to fill the space with, right? You go into coffee shops with full of records, and that's so sick. Yeah. You know, you look on the wall and there's like albums and 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 records and posters of Jimi Hendrix and all that kind of stuff, which is awesome. And you get coffee shops which are full of books. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like libraries, and people can just go and read. Mm-hmm. I think that's really awesome as well. You know. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Um, in fact, I love the the fact that the independent scene has so much variation. 
and you know gives you more options Absolutely. depending on the experience you want, right? So this is like this is my high street um, down the road, down in the town I live in, East London, North East London, and for a long time it was just Starbucks and Costa or chains and stuff. And in the past like three years, two or three years. There's now three independents, which is awesome. And it's really funny, as like, as somebody who always used to go to a chain because it was, you know, exactly what you're gonna get all the time. It's gonna be the exact same flavor, the exact same kind of drink, no matter where you go. Um, there's, you know, there's a comfortability there, and there's like a, you know, you know what to expect all the time. But over the past two or three, it's been really nice to have that variety of the independents, right? And you're yeah. gonna go in and you're just like, don't know what to expect and you're going to get something that's really yeah. handcrafted yeah. and different. It's almost like that in- anticipation just before you go in is like exactly. a really good part, isn't it? It's exactly, like, man. Mm. I've got a big love for independence because I'm an independent artist. Like, mm. I'm not, I, I've kind of just done my journey now and kind of, I've always been singing my entire life, but in terms of taking it seriously, making music. And so I'm not managed or signed or got a record deal or a publishing deal. So I'm kind of pushing it out DIY. But there's a beauty in that because every record that I make is like lovingly handmade, right? It's kind of its own thing. And um, yeah, I kind of feel a bit of a heart to heart with Independence, man. That's cool. The way they do their coffee. Yeah. You know? Fantastic. So I suppose now, like, I'm interested to know um, because you work in music, I know work is maybe the wrong term, but. Um, <laughs> making, make, yeah. barely making yeah. money, but making well, music. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, does 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 that make your experience of music? How does it change your experience listening to music? Oh wow! Um, oh gosh, a few different things um, makes you very appreciative of how the time and effort goes into making any record. Mm. Um, makes you listen to music much deeper. I before you know I was just playing songs on my guitar and kind of thinking about top line, so it was mainly about just the vocal and the songwriting. And then having worked with engineers and producers and going to studios, every single obviously part of a record from you know bass drums, guitar through to mixing, mastering and dynamics and EQ and all that other kind of stuff and then you start picking it out on records and seeing that's how they make it, you know, sound, you know, old school and fudgy or crisp and clean or that's why there's space there, that's why they they've t- taken choices in the music that they've made. And um, it's really funny your ears you develop, you really do develop ears. You develop really good ears as you make more music. So I'm going back and listening to artists that I've not listened to for five, six years. I was obsessed with as a kid. And almost listening to them with new ears, fresh ears. And it's like the music just sounds not different. It just sounds deeper in a weird way. You, kind of, you develop a bit more of a relationship with the music, right? That's nice, yeah. Um, probably the same thing with coffee as well, man. It's like, as I said, if I start out, just drinking instant, <laughs> and that's all I'm used to. It's just, there's nothing wrong with instant. There's some great instant coffees out there, I'm sure. That's the trick for the students or you know, people that's got exams need to get through them. And, yeah. Um, but you start developing a taste for different types of coffee, and you start to develop a, mm. a, a palate. Mm. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Is it? There's so many different elements to it that you know where it's from, the processing, how it's you know. Brewed and everything, and you know every little that little step of the, the the value chain has a huge part impact on what you drink and yeah. what, but 
when I'm on my days off, I always don't think about those things because exactly. I'm there to enjoy it. Exactly. So it's, it's an interesting one that that when you you can go so deep into it, but you can also just sit back and exactly let it let it go. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's the you've always got a choice. Yeah. Having a choice is great. And I think the same thing with music. It's like I just thought you write a record, you know, with a producer get a record. With a, that's it. Like it's done. The same thing. Like every part of the chain has to be great. You know, like what? from the mic you choose, like the equipment you use, like the how it's recorded through to. And then I was like, you know, then that's it. And I was like, no, no, no. Then it has to go to a mix engineer because they've got a different set of ears on it and they balance everything. And then I was like, all right, great. Goes to the mix engineer. What happens next? Mastering. And I was like. What the hell? Um, so I think it's the same thing with coffee. It's like every part of the chain mm. to get to the end has to have its own sense of quality. Mm. You know? And it's, it's, it's really you know good. you don't always see, well you don't you don't see I don't see the farmer picking the cherries. Um, <laughs> <I don't> see, <laughs> the so. people with the uh, beans and little coffee beans and all that. But if I if I did, you know, I haven't been to Origin yet. But if I did go to Origin. Would that? How much would that improve my experience, and how how much would that make me want to make better coffee? Is the kind of thing to think about. It's just about educating yourself as much as possible, yeah. and especially if you're you're passionate about how to get the end goal. You know, mm. there's always like a a way it goes. But um, so with music, it start. I mean, so once you've got the thing that I'm in control of, the music is the idea, right. it's a song, right? Right. So it all starts with the idea of the song, and like that's the rest of it is like the technical process right so mm. it's like that there's like a set thing that it goes through like you know choosing the artwork and then how to release it distribution all that kind of stuff but the thing that I'm in control the only thing I'm in control of is like where the next song is coming from what's it about mm. right what's the, what's the story I want to tell mm. and I guess it's probably the same with coffee where it's like so there's a supply chain or like a technical chain that goes through to get to a cup but it all starts with what's the taste, mm. right? Mm. What do you want to... Is this coffee bold? Is it going to be mm. medium strength? Is it going to be roasted? Is it, you know, all this kind of stuff? So. Yeah, that's yeah. really, it's powerful. Yeah, I mean... Um, it starts with taste, right? Like, what do you want it to taste like? I yeah. guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like... Getting the, it's, it's like... Un- it's a, you know, untap, untap potential absolutely so it's bring, bringing out the best of that green seed and, yeah, and letting it shine in the cup and sometimes I don't know when I start writing the song man. I've just got like I just feel the need to you know mm. just feel like there's something to say and um, well there's a feeling and you don't quite know what it is yet but you know that you need to explore it so you just start and you chip away and, it, and sometimes it ends up as a different kind of song than you intended, but it still captures something important. And I think that's always important as well, is just in that creative process, just to do justice to the, the, the feeling or the need that you have to express what you need to say. And almost leave the rest up to like, you know, that's it's not formed yet, it's not fully finished. Uh, yeah. Yeah? yeah. So yeah. I like the idea of that as well. Yeah. But it's less pressure on you as well. <laughs> Great. Okay. What's I guess um, a few more questions. Then. What What's the biggest challenge for like the music industry? You think right now? Oh wow. Um, or any oh, challenge? There's a few. There's a few. There's a few. My 
I mean, so my thing has always been a couple of things. It's about um, how to how to get a start in the music industry if you've not got a lot of money or budget. I think the great thing is now with like laptop recording and stuff that you can do on on your own DIY stuff. Even people just recording their phones and and then mix it on the laptops with free software. It's open if you're kind of willing to learn the skills. So there's a lot of information, a lot of stuff out there, which is really cool, um, and which I would suggest like anyone who wants to get started just to do it. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to work for anybody, you don't have to you know pay for expensive courses or or pay a producer thousands of pounds to make something. Um, just get ideas down, get ideas down, and keep refining it and getting it out. The other challenge I'd say is um, there's so much music out there. There's a lot. There's a how to get heard. And I think the best thing is that um, you create your own story yourself. You promote it. Everyone's got social networks, and everyone's got um, everyone's got a means to reach an audience. As long as you can reach an audience, then that's. And if your music's good enough, you put enough care and love into it, then you know let it let it get to people. Let people listen to it. Get it out. The good thing is you know Spotify and stuff like that. You can upload and stuff to that, um, and then. They're kind of in charge of putting it on playlists and, mm. and getting it to um, other audiences. So if the music's good enough, it'll get heard. Do you think the quality of the music is more important or the your relationship with your audience? Say that again. Do you think um, your relationship with your audience is more right. important and what they think of you, your music or the quality of your music? goes hand in hand, man. Yeah, it's okay. together. <laughs> if you, but it's like... What is the quality of music? Does that mean it's like beautifully recorded, expensively made? Or is it just like a really good song? Mm. Mm. It doesn't matter if the recording's not very good as long as the the song right. is getting across, right? Yeah. So that's quality to me. Yeah. Is that if you've made something great, right? Yeah. And then if you respect your audience, you'll give them something quality. Yeah. Right? And so... That's good, yeah. And then hopefully your audience then, they're like, ah... Matt's always putting out great music, so I'm going to listen to it. And if you post something on Facebook or SoundCloud and it's great, um, it's been great before, they'll probably think the next thing's great. And keep coming back and checking up what you're up to and keeping an eye on you. So, keeping the integrity of what it's about. Right? 100%. Yeah. yeah, that's like the most important thing. Mm. Yeah, Because you've got a relationship with your audience, and I think. You know, um, they want to they see you doing good stuff. Cool. Yeah. yeah man. Alright, well, I think that's a good place to end. Oh, so, cheers. <laughs> thanks yeah. for popping on the, the show. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> Can I cool. do a, a cheeky plug? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, man. I should be doing that, actually. I, oh. I should be, but yeah, you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you just search Priz online, P-R-I-Z music, um, so Facebook, and um, SoundCloud and Spotify, it's Priz, P-R-I-Z music. Um, yeah, yeah do it, do it. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks.